At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Oh, it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSIN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM coming to you on Thursday, March 3rd. Uh, we have a great show. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Over the next two hours, we want to hear from you. So make sure to tweet at the show, at VSIN Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds 1, at Femi Abebefe. Coming up, a couple knowledgeable guests on the program this morning. Josh Applebaum, VSIN host and host of Market Insights Podcast, joins us at 10.30. Let us know where he's seeing value on the board. Vinny Maiulo, odds maker here at the South Point and VEASAN contributor, joins us in studio in 30 minutes for two segments as they get ready for March Madness. NFL scouting combine workouts begin this afternoon. We'll take a look at the first overall pick market at 10.45. College hoops conference tournament betting preview at 10.15. NBA slate at the top of the hour. Seven games on today's card in the association. But first, Wes Reynolds, how we doing, man? Well, Femi, how are you? Doing excellent. I know you got the Arnold Palmer going on as well. You got a couple outrights that you're sweating. Why don't you give the folks a little nugget about what you're looking for at the Arnold Palmer this week? Yeah, right now uh, they're in the morning flight still. The afternoon groups have not teed off yet, but currently Rory McIlroy, six under par through 13. Rory, of course, has won this event before just mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Hasn't finished outside the top 10 here at Bay Hill basically in the last five years. One shot lead over Graham McDowell and Will Zalatoris, who is one of my guys this week at 25 to one. So look at uh, Bay Hill, thick rough, but it is a gettable course. It's a little bit under 7,500 yards, par 72, you know, wind, if it picks up can wreak havoc, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of wind right now with some low scores let off by Rory McIlroy. Yeah, Wes, if you don't know, if you're the uninitiated is alongside Brady Cannon doing the Long Shots podcast. It's a tis the season mm-hmm. with the golf going on right now. The Masters just a month away. So uh, get locked in for the folks who are looking to bet into golf for the first time. Yeah, no question. We're start, the Florida Swing started last week. Mm-hmm. We have the Players' Championship, the fifth major unofficially <laughs> uh, next week. And then uh, we're about to be heading to Augusta National less than a month away. Yeah, got JT to come home last year. I remember sweating that one out. I wasn't even watching the, uh, the Illinois, the yeah. 
Big Ten championship yeah, game same, last same year. Same here because I was overtime. also on Thomas. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see if he can uh, go back to back at TPC Sawgrass. We will see indeed. But the month has turned over to March. So college basketball taking center stage here at VEASAN and across the sports world. And last night we saw number five Auburn. Once again, just th- they just live at the death. Apparently yeah. that's what they like to do whenever they're away from the jungle. They defeat Mississippi State in overtime, 81 to 68, a big overtime there from the Tigers as they were able to get home there. But this Auburn team, everyone just seems to just, no one knows what's going to happen with this squad coming up here in a few weeks. But once again, just another close game that they end up uh, pulling away late there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, overtime, another underdog went to die. A bulldog, yes. in fact, Mississippi State, <laughs> 81-68, your final score. Auburn gets the cover. But, look, Auburn's kind of right in that mix maybe for a one seed. It looks like they're at least going to win the SEC regular season. But this is a team that can be a little bit erratic. You know that they're super athletic and that they're very deep. But sometimes, you know, they, they play, I, I call it that herky-jerky style because they play press a lot because Pearl's got shot blockers down low. So you see a lot of these guys, they'll gamble for steals. Oftentimes they'll get them. They're one of the best at the country in doing that, but they're very good at the rim with Jabari Smith, who's going to be a lottery pick. And then of course, Walker Kessler, Mm -hmm. the North Carolina transfer, but you kind of worry about this team because sometimes I think that they have a lot of up and down and very uneven performances. Look, uh, they were life and death a few weeks ago to beat Missouri, who's at the bottom of the SEC. They were life and death to beat Georgia, who is the worst team in the SEC. And then, of course, uh, against Tennessee on Saturday, just got absolutely locked up by that Vols defense. Yeah, staying in the SEC, Arkansas. It looked for a second there that they were about to get upset at Bud Walton by LSU. They win that game 77-76. Do not cover, but they do get the win there. And Musselman afterwards was in the crowd doing mm-hmm. his whole thing and mm-hmm. uh, waving his hands like he just didn't care. But this Razorback squad, another team that uh, they like to play these close games here, but they were able to pull it out nonetheless against the LSU Tigers. Yeah, I was fortunate having LSU that J.D. Note made both foul shots and yes. didn't just split them because I was like, <laughs> if he splits these, the Arkansas by 10, because you could tell LSU, they were out of gas there at the end. They tried to trap got the hand caught in the cookie jar, reached a little bit, and the refs called the foul. Note with two foul shots. But LSU led most of that game, actually. So now you got Arkansas 24-6, and 13-4. and four. They'll wrap up their regular season down in Knoxville on Saturday against the Tennessee Volunteers. But this SEC has been really good. You have Auburn at the top by a game over Kentucky, Tennessee, and Arkansas. So Auburn can wrap up the regular season on Saturday. But at the top, this top four in the SEC is really super strong. What are we supposed to do with Alabama? Because this team, they have shown that they can play with the best of the best and they can lose to the worst of the worst here. And they lost last night to Texas A&M 87-81. And this team just feels like the, the, the outcomes come March mm-hmm. are just so wide. They can either go to the Final Four or lose by 11.30 exactly. Pacific time on Thursday. So like, what do you make of this team going forward? Yeah, they got blown out by Texas A&M, who's not a bad team, but really hasn't beaten anybody of note this season. That was actually, I think, one of their only – well, they did beat Arkansas, but they yeah. haven't had a lot of big wins down there in College Station. 87-71 to 71 pretty much did a wire-to-wire job on this team in the second half. And Alabama 
Alabama is just so erratic. We know that they can get to the rim. We know that they play a high-tempo game. They do not shoot the three ball very well, just about a little over 31%. That's around near the 300 mark out of about 358 teams in college basketball. So, yeah, we've seen it. They've beaten Gonzaga. They've beaten Houston. But this team also lost at Missouri. This team also lost at Georgia. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with Alabama. I think a lot of these things, because they always ask us, Femi, okay, who's your final four? Well, I haven't seen a bracket yet. Exactly. I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> and Alabama is going to be a very draw-dependent team. If they get, like, in a little pod, they call them now uh, when they do Selection Sunday, mm-hmm. if they get in a pod with a bunch of teams that can kind of, like, slow you down a little bit and, you know, get the game to a crawl, a Virginia-esque team, not necessarily <laughs> Virginia, but if they get one of those teams, you do kind of worry about them. They've proven they can run with anybody. They've got athletes, but they don't exactly have a plethora of shooters. Yeah, plus 425 the Aggies, a plus 425 dog winning by 16 points. You don't see that every day in college basketball. This Alabama team, they will be at Baton Rouge Saturday taking on LSU. They're still a team that's highly rated in Ken Palm. You look at their numbers 22nd on Ken Palm and their power rating. So they'll be rated like a good team in the betting market because mm-hmm. you oftentimes know that Ken Palm reflects some of the openers that we see sure. here in college basketball. But uh, yeah, this is a team that I don't know what to make of them. I mean, I think I honestly... If they're a dog, maybe bet their money line, and mm-hmm. if they're a, if they're a favorite, maybe bet the other team's yeah, money well, line. Well, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to lay points with this team. Yeah. I considered it because I was like, wow, ten seems big, but maybe when it seems big, that's when it's right. Mm-hmm. And I considered this last night. I'm glad I did not. Uh, I, I only considered and didn't follow through with it. But yeah, you look at Alabama. You're, you're going to get anything. This is one of those teams, like you mentioned, they could be out to some mid-major. They could be like a six or a seven and get beat by some good mid-major, like a, a highly seated, like South Dakota State or yep. somebody like that. Or they can run it all the way to the Final Four. Yeah, the SEC tournament is going to be awesome. Can't wait to see that one with Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky. It's going to be a really, really fun conference tournament. Also looking forward to the Big East conference tournament. Last night, we already saw an upset. Creighton, four-point underdogs. They upset UConn 64-62. to This UConn team has been kind of gaining a little steam. Mm-hmm. We saw them beat Villanova last week there, but now they suffer a, a tough loss here to Creighton, and it's setting up to be a really, really fun Big East tournament at the Garden next week. Well, and I thought that win last night probably Probably locked Creighton into the tournament. Yep. They are somebody that absolutely needed to get that. They swept the Huskies. They're now 20 and 9, 12 and 6 in the Big East. This is a Creighton club that's got wins over Villanova, wins over Marquette, a win over BYU in the non conference. So this probably put them, I think, on the really good side of the bubble in a game that they had to have. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, this Big East tournament is going to be very good because it's not going to be Villanova with that number one by their name. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the Providence Friars, uh, who, by the way, finish the Big East season at 14 and three Villanova is going to be the two UConn and Creighton, depending on how they finish over the weekend, going to be three and four in Madison square garden. Yeah. Looking at Joe Lenardi's bracketology over on ESPN Creighton, one of the last four buys mm-hmm. now in the field of 68, along with Michigan, San Francisco, Wake Forest, their uh, last four ends though are Memphis, San Diego state, Indiana, your Hoosiers who went ahead and took a loss to Rutgers that last be, night. That might be changing Femi yeah. probably later this afternoon when 
Joe and some of the other bracketologists update their brackets. That was a game. Look, both teams on the bubble, clearly, but mm-hmm. that's a game if you're Massive. Indiana, you have to have. You have to win this game and find a way to pull it out. I don't care by hook or by crook, if it's pretty, if it's ugly. You had to pull that game out, and they did not, and they got out tough by Rutgers. They led most of the game, and Rutgers just made the plays at the end, and we've kind of seen that with this Indiana team. So now Indiana, I mean, it's not over, so I don't want to say that their hopes are dead, but they're on death row, at least right now they're in CAA tournament hopes. And if they don't beat Purdue on Sunday on Purdue senior day in a kind of a payback spot for the Boilermakers who lost in assembly hall earlier this year, yeah. if they don't beat Purdue, then they're going to be waiting for clemency in the 11th hour for the governor, basically, because they're going to have to make a run in the big 10 tournament. Cause every uh, fans were kind of trying to be more optimistic telling me last night, well, there's always the big 10 tournament. Well, this team has made the big 10 tournament final exactly once. And that was, I believe in 20- 2001 Indiana if you look in the Big Ten tournament and I've lived this for 25 years 13 and 23 in the Big Ten tournament only Nebraska Maryland who are two newer teams in the conference and Northwestern have worse records in the Big Ten tournament so Indiana is going to have to find a way to pull a rabbit out of a hat and beat Purdue on Sunday which is kind of surprising because the Big Ten tournament is right in their backyard yeah. oftentimes out they've there never in been they've never been good in this tournament I don't know if yeah. it's the curse of the fact that Bob Knight was one of the only two coaches to vote against the Big Ten tournament back when he was there because he felt it was all about the money and he was absolutely right but nevertheless uh indiana finds themselves behind the eight ball to go dance and they've missed the tournament nine of the last 13 years well we're all about the money here on visa we're trying to get you some of that money cash some tickets find a little bit of value and we will do that on the other side as we take a look at today's college basketball slate it's the month of march we're getting ready for it here on visa the sports betting network at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. And Wes, as we turn our attention to today's card in college basketball, let's take a look at the Big Ten because that's where we left off our discussion in the last segment. So we should pick it up here in this segment. And Iowa taking on Michigan State in Ann Arbor. Right now, the Wolverines consensus line two-point favorites. Total 154.5, but that shouldn't be surprising since it's an Iowa game. Mm -hmm. But what do you make of the side or total in this spot here between the Hawkeyes and Wolverine? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Michigan money line here at minus $1.30. Look, Iowa has been arguably the hottest team, at least in the Big Ten over recent weeks, uh, have really picked it up and have been able to get their offense cooking again, been able to play at least okay defense, Mm -hmm. okay being a relative term for Iowa. We know they're not the best defensive team in the conference, but all of a sudden, you know, they were kind of in the middle of the pack and now working their way in the top four. They've won four in a row, won at Ohio State, beat Michigan State at home. Actually, their last loss was two weeks ago at home to these Michigan Wolverines. Michigan trying to kind of, I think, play their way. They're kind of in that, you know, last four in type of deal, maybe first or last four buys, whatever category you want to call it. But Michigan, uh, nice win on Tuesday night against Michigan State. They're now 10 and 8 in the league. They close now with Iowa tonight and then at Ohio State on Sunday. So, how much, how long can Michigan kind of keep up this uh, emotional uh, roller coaster? Basically, they're kind of on a high right now. Of course, Phil Martelli finishing yep. out the regular season basically is uh, I don't want to call him the interim head coach, but he kind of is <laughs> until Jawan Howard comes back from his suspension for the uh, Big Ten tournament in Indianapolis. But in the first meeting, uh, Diabate, Musa Diabate really kind of had his way with the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Fran McCaffrey just didn't have an answer for him. Uh, didn't want to put Keegan Murray on him because they didn't want to get Keegan Murray, their best player and their best scorer in foul trouble. Uh, you know, first meeting, uh, Iowa kind of held Hunter Dickinson at bay because Diabate was so good. It was kind of like pick your poison here. But I do like the Wolverines here. I, I worry a little bit about I, that Iowa's defense. That's what you're always kind of worried about with mm-hmm. these guys is are all of a sudden they just going to get cooked and they give up, you know, 1.15 points per possession or something like that. So small favorite on the Wolverines, but I like them here in this spot tonight. And I think if they get a win here, probably looking good. Yeah. I don't want to say lock because we never know, but looking very darn good that Michigan's going to find their way in the NCAA tournament. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you here because when the Jawan Howard suspension happened, we saw that Michigan had five games left in the regular season and Everyone said that they needed to go three and two to end the regular season to kind of be into the tournament prior to the Big Ten tournament here next week. So the Wolverines aren't really out of the woods just yet here because right now they are two and one in this five game stretch with Phil Martelli as the head coach here hosting Iowa today at Ohio State on Sunday in Columbus. That'll be a tough game there. There will be an underdog in that game there. So it's almost like from a motivational yeah. standpoint, like. Michigan really needs to win this game since it is senior night, last home game Mm -hmm. of the year, to maybe just go into the Big Ten tournament not needing to win one or two games to get to the field of 68. And I think from like a Nexus and O standpoint, this actually isn't bad here for the Michigan defense because where Michigan really struggles to guard is in like that ball screen, you know, mm-hmm. action up top. That's where they really struggle. But Iowa doesn't really run a lot of ball screens, a lot of motion, a lot of cutting off the ball. I think Michigan has the size and the ability to defend 
behind that. So from an X and O standpoint, plus from the motivation standpoint that you mentioned, I like the Wolverines tonight in Ann Arbor. Yeah, they're laying two and a half over at BetMGM. You can find some twos in the market there. So depending on who you like, you know where to shop. Michigan's next opponent, the Ohio State Buckeyes, they're hosting Michigan State later on this afternoon, 4 o'clock tip-off Pacific time, 7 o'clock over on the East Coast. The Buckeyes, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total 138-and-a-half at BetMGM. Yeah, both these teams kind of reeling, really, to end mm-hmm. the uh, regular season. Michigan State had the nice win over Purdue on Saturday, and then they go get absolutely whooped in Ann Arbor. So you got to wonder their mindset. I think now the Tom Izzo, and look, I'm not besmirching Tom Izzo. He's a Hall of Fame coach. But <laughs> it's his month now. It's it, Yeah, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, Izzo in March, Izzo in February and March. And he's been like under 50% against the number because that, you know, that storyline when it's been out there for like well over a decade plus, then people keep betting it, but it hasn't really been that results. If you look, they've lost six of their last eight uh, Michigan State and 19 and 10, 10 and 8 overall. Now, both these teams, I think, are safely in the NCAA tournament. Only one meeting between these two teams. They did not get a double season series here, but mm-hmm. Ohio State, I got to question where they are right now, too, because a horrible loss at home to Nebraska on Tuesday night, 78 to 70. And all of a sudden something's gotten into Nebraska. They couldn't win a game (laughs) and now they're competitive. I know Zed key did not play down low for Ohio state, but that's gotta be a game. You got to win. And also Ohio state, the previous game on Sunday, get blown out in the second half by Maryland. So you really wonder about this team. A lot of my Buckeye fan friends, not very happy with Chris Holtman right now in Columbus thinking, okay, is this it? Is this where, where our peak is? is, but I think both of these teams safely in, but both of these teams, I think surely could use a win, but I wonder about Ohio State a little bit with the injuries that they have had. They have had guys in and out of the lineup, so this is likely going to be a stay away for me. Yeah, to me, it's if I were to look at it, I'd maybe look at laying it with Ohio State, just because I don't like where Michigan State is at in terms of mm-hmm. what their ceiling is, and just also away from the Breslin Center, they haven't been too impressive either. Maybe um, maybe the over here yeah, is, yeah, is where I would to... look, because Ohio State's defense <laughs> has been terrible. Michigan State, look, if you're not pressuring those guys in the turnovers and Michigan State that's kind of been the issue for them on offense this year mm-hmm. they turned the ball over way too much but I think Ohio State they're not putting a lot of pressure on the ball so the offense can operate freely so I could see a lot of points here in Columbus another curious team out in the Big Ten the Illinois fighting Illini they're laying 12 and a half at home taking on Penn State total 132 and a half over at BetMGM we saw this team lose to Ohio State at home in Champaign Penn State has been one of the worst teams kind of on the road in Big Ten 10 play here. What do you make about this game side or total? You know, Penn State's been really competitive, really, since yep. the mid-February. They beat Michigan State and Minnesota back-to-back. Close loss at Maryland. Then they get Northwestern, actually swept the Wildcats. And then on Sunday, they lose 93-70 to to Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought? Because this Penn State team, they play a slow tempo. Micah Shrewsbury, first-year head coach there at in uh, State College. Uh, longtime protege of Matt Painter and Brad Stevens is Micah Shrewsbury. So, look, he knows he's a little down on talent, so he's got to say, we're going to defend our butts off and we're going to slow the tempo. And they got absolutely burned for 93 points. So now going to an Illinois team that kind of reality has set in that they are not going to win the Big Ten because Wisconsin is your outright champion. If uh, With those uh, two bank shots on Tuesday <laughs> night against Purdue, unbelievable. hurt my feelings a little bit, but <laughs> Wisconsin just has the golden horseshoe right now. Illinois off a nice win at Michigan. They've got two games at home. They've got 
got Penn State and they've got Iowa, so this is not the senior night. Sometimes I like to bet against teams on senior night oh, because yeah. it's not a happy night. It's a melancholy night because it's your last game at home, your parents and all your relatives and your girlfriend, everybody, all your friends. This is a lot of distractions. Yeah, they're coming out there in tears when you're giving your mom the roses and the flowers and all that stuff. So I usually like to play against on senior night. But small lean to the Illini here. 12 and a half is kind of a big number. Uh, Penn State, though, maybe you could buy on weakness because of that awful performance against the worst team in the Big Ten, that being Nebraska on Sunday. Yeah, that senior night nugget is one that I always try to identify. Gonzaga Bulldogs, the top team in the country, they're 1-7 since 2015 ATS on senior night. We took t- plus 22 with Santa Clara a couple of weeks ago there, and it came home for us as Gonzaga only won by 12. So that's an angle that senior night, You just there's just a lot of – outside factors that are contributing to the whole occasion. So sometimes these guys are a little distracted at Kansas real quick here. We've got about a minute and a half left. Kansas is hosting TCU 11 and a half point favorites, total 142 and a half at BetMGM. Yeah. Short-term payback spot. TCU got them on Tuesday night in Fort yeah. Worth. That might've put Jamie Dixon and TCU in the NCAA tournament. Oh, yeah, I think and it did. The big 12, I think clearly has been the best conference. Like there's nobody really bad in this league. West Virginia has been playing poorly, but somebody's got to be dead last in a, what is is a really powerful league. Uh, TCU looked like the more athletic team, I think, on Tuesday night. But you would expect at least a little bit of a rebound. Now you are paying the tax here at minus 12. But I could only go Jayhawks here. But I don't know. That price might have gotten a little out of whack for me. What do you make of this Kansas team here real quick? I mean, they just seem like they're just so up and down. We saw the first half against Baylor, and it's kind of been downhill since. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, they're a team, if they can hit jump shots, they can beat anybody. Obviously, they've got some firepower power down low, but there's something like they're very good because they're Kansas. Like they're always there, but I understand where you're going there. There is something a little bit missing with these guys. Yeah. We'll talk to Vinny Maiulo about Kansas on the other side. He's going to join us in studio to break down college basketball. What do they have planned for March madness? We'll discuss it here. It's the Lombardi line. We're rolling along from the South point hotel and casino presented by BetMGM. racing fans this will be a weekend to remember this Saturday there will be 15 stakes races from Gulfstream Park at Santa Anita Park these two legendary racetracks will be featuring the world's top jockeys trainers and of course triple crown hopeful horses first bet wants to invite you to have a chance to win big enter for free and if you correctly pick all 15 winners you can win five million dollars the races are this Saturday enter to win now at vcin.com slash horses that's vcin.com slash horses. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by bet MGM Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds and joining us now in studio is Vinny Maiulo odds maker here at the South point. Also a contributor here at the network. Vinny, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Good to be with you guys. Always a pleasure to have you on. And now that it's the month of March, people mm-hmm. are focusing on college basketball. we got the tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. Now, what's your biggest liability in the college basketball futures market? Uh, actually the, the, probably the prop that we put up Femi, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, you know, back in, um, at the end of, uh, January, we put up groups of teams, but as far as individual teams, uh, some exposure on some, some big 10 schools, people took a flyer on Michigan, uh, when they got up to, uh, you know, 80, a hundred to one, 
Um, when you look at teams like uh, – well, Gonzaga got some support all along. Yep. Um, uh, Kentucky, uh, I would say there's, uh, there was some support for Kentucky as well. Uh, I'll tell you who's gotten some support lately, and and understandably so, is Arkansas. Uh, when when you look at that, so but if if you know for for me, it's also about the conferences too. And I heard Wes uh, bring up a, a good point. I think you know it's uh, certainly the Big Twelve. I think is the strongest conference. That's because we power rate teams, but also power rate conferences too. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely the. Um, the Big 12 and then the SEC, which I think combined will have uh, certainly the most uh, the most uh, teams selected on on the 13th. As far as the prop we put up on the 28th, I can give you an update on what the price of. We just adjusted some more up here. So yeah, Group One or Group A, I should say. And again, these are independent of anything that the committee's going to do. As always, what we do and they do are two two different things. But we put up uh, Group A. Uh, uh, Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois, and Texas Tech. We opened them at nine to five. That's uh, down to minus a quarter now. Uh, folks jumped on the uh, the Gonzaga factor there, I think, early on, and then Kentucky started to hit their yeah. stride right after that. So. Uh, the Group B, Baylor, Arizona, LSU at the time, Michigan State, Duke, and Iowa. That was plus uh, 220. Uh, got as high as 3-1. to one. Took a little money this morning, and now that is uh, a plus 250 at 5-2. to two. Group C, Kansas, who's in action tonight. Uh, Villanova, Auburn, Wisconsin, Houston, and Ohio State also playing tonight. Uh, that's up to four to one. Two twenty uh, was the opener there. Plus two twenty now four to one. And the field, which is everybody else and teams uh, that are in the field, obviously include you know your Providence, uh, your uh, you know long shots like Murray State, uh, USC's in the field uh, as well. Six to one. Uh, just uh, updated that to, to ten to one. So, uh, but that first group has certainly uh, gotten uh, the the most attention, uh, particularly. Uh, since Kentucky has started to to play uh, much stronger. And one that you mentioned, a buzz team that would be in the field uh, option there would be Arkansas, who, yeah. of course, uh, got the big comeback win over LSU mm-hmm. last night. Vinny, when you put these groups together, were you kind of trying – Yeah, obviously, I think you were kind of trying to even them out in terms of field yeah. strength, but mm-hmm. did you basically go, okay, we got to put one seed, one one seed in Group A, who we anticipate is going to be a one seed, like Gonzaga, another in Group mm-hmm. B, and then try to say, let's put a one in a group, a two in a group, and then – and kind of that middle, the three and fours, because it looks yeah. like that's probably how the committee. Yeah, yeah, Wes, a good point. What we did was, and again, this was uh, January 28th, so I had some time to look at it. You know, had current mm-hmm. form who was playing well. To, but again, I'll go back to the point about breaking down the conferences too. So when yeah. you look at these, you know, you look at the Power Six conferences first. And, and in, in basketball, let's remember there's power, there's six power conferences because yeah, you throw the Big, Big East is yes. in there, okay? Yep. So we threw that in. It didn't have Providence in at the time. Uh, but, again, you know, you wanted to make the field somewhat attractive as well. But definitely went at the time uh, with the other uh, – the, the top threes. I mean, Gonzaga stands alone. Um, but uh, went with uh, the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10 and tried to sprinkle in where we thought it would be balanced. And uh, you know what? It was uh, received well. We've done this the last few years. Actually, we uh, in the last few years what we did was take a group of teams and against the entire field. Uh, but uh, in recent years, uh, what we've done in, in football 
uh, is to try to group some teams, and then we carried mm-hmm. it over to basketball uh, this year. So been received very well. But to your point, Wes, yeah, I tried to balance it out between those uh, the top conferences at the time and then sprinkle in some others. Yeah, it almost looks like to me, we're speaking with Vinny Maiulo, the odds maker at the South Point, also a Easton contributor. Almost looks like that you're also kind of looking at the conferences and splitting them up in regions almost because yeah. you don't want to have one have it loaded mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, you just bet on a grouping that has three teams in the same region right. and all that. Now, maybe that gives you a team into the Final Four, but it, ultimately it could kind of lower your chances there. Yeah, that's a good point, Femi, because when you look at this, and to Wes's point about, well, you look and you say, so you look at Group A, right? It almost looks like, you know, Gonzaga and Kentucky, you know, are certainly they're, they're number one seed contenders, but yeah. you're going to get some of these, they may, some of these other, they may all be, you know, or some, several may be in the same, same region yep. when, the, when uh, you know, when the, the pairings come out. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a big week uh, coming up, as, and, and then, of course, next week, uh, when the Power Five or the Power Six conferences get to their conference tournaments and how things start to shake out, but you'll see these teams here uh, definitely on the one and a lot of these teams on the one, two, and three lines. Are you getting more handle on the prop than individual futures at this standpoint? Because look, they, now all these numbers have been adjusted because yeah. Yeah. the time to get in on the, some of these futures on some of these good numbers is like November and December mm-hmm. when all of you guys are so face deep in football and you're not necessarily right focus like you are laser focused on college basketball right now but do you find more betters are saying hey maybe I get more bang for my buck and I can bet basically three or four futures instead of just narrowing it down to just one team yeah I think when you know the the general public is now involved right since the Super Bowl yeah. was, you know, the general public is now more involved with college basketball too so they're looking at this and saying wow uh, you know then they're, they're much more educated today too right I mean Vison does that for folks and that's that's the goal right to, to, to provide that kind of information Folks still will migrate to a school, but then again, they look at this and go, hey, my school is in with some other really good schools, mm-hmm. too. So, yes. And now professionals will look at this and say, wow, if I'm getting this group with this, you know, uh, with these teams, especially in the beginning uh, where everybody was plus money. Right. And you're saying, yeah. wow, th- let me let me take a chance with multiple teams here. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, s- since we put this up, it's gotten more play. But then, then again. You know, you, you want to look at individual teams. But when we put this up, Michigan was not playing. You know, there's desperate teams now. And then mm-hmm. some teams are playing better now than and they certainly were at that yeah. time. Some teams are playing worse now. LSU, not that they're playing worse, but they just have more heartbreak. After, you know, one heartbreak <laughs> yeah. after another. I mean, another, another example last night. But that, again, is going to make them tournament tough. Does that make them, uh, you know, a good play in this? Well, you got to, you know, you've still got Arizona and Baylor and Duke, which are competing for number one seeds here. If you can get LSU with a number one seed, hopefully they're, you know, are they, you know, they're not going to face them, uh, you know, early on. But there's a strategy you start to try to anticipate mm-hmm. people. I think if you're going to play this, start anticipating some seeding and then make your play. But if you like an LSU now, you say, wow, this team just keeps losing. But I'll tell you what. What's going th- what they're going through now is going to make them tournament tough, I believe, because they're playing so well, particularly uh, on the road. And you you want to you know, now forget the tournament's going to be on neutral courts. Who's playing really good on the road? Yep. Up until last night, you know Auburn had struggled on the road, and that was a you know that was a, an important win for them last night because if there was an Achilles heel, it was that uh, that one for them. That's a key point that you bring up, and I think maybe more from a game to game sense as well. This is not in a bubble in Indianapolis right. like it was yeah. last year. You do have the spectators, and I've been to enough NCAA tournaments, especially in those early rounds. 
they're going to gravitate the crowd. If it's a close game, they're always going to go to the underdog. Yep. I remember mm-hmm. 1996 being in the Hoosier Dome. It was Princeton against UCLA, who had won the NCAA championship the year before. And Princeton ran that slow offense under Pete Carroll, back cut, backdoor cut. (laughs) And they were playing the defending national champion UCLA, and they stayed in the game. It was Mm -hmm. like a 4-13. The crowd gravitates toward the underdog. So that's going to be such a dynamic this year. Yeah, I mean, and again, if if, if your team's – for for conference tournaments, let's look. Let's back up just for a second. If you're yeah. for conference tournaments, you're if you're a team that's quote unquote on the bubble, you're hoping all the other conference tournaments play chalky, chalk, yep. mm-hmm. right? Especially you know, so you can have a better chance at an at-large bid. But the you know, when it comes to the tournament, to Wes's point, yeah, underdogs, especially in those first couple of rounds, are going to get the the crowd support mm-hmm. because again, if you're a high seed and you're there early for the earlier game. You're rooting, you know, for the higher the, the higher seed before you to get knocked out. So that's why that's how the dogs get so much, uh, you know, so much uh, uh, crowd support and things. So yeah, I think it's uh, if you can play in a hostile environment uh, right now, uh, it's going to make it a lot more. I don't want to say easier, but you're going to be tournament tougher heading into uh, uh, March Madness. And again, folks are more dogs are getting played by yeah. the general public even in the last couple of years too. Again, decent, educated folks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks from today, the madness will be underway with that right. first Thursday of the tournament. On the other side, I want to ask you about Group B because that one really stands out to me. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM, sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps for rooms, restaurants, and more at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. One game parlay also not available in Washington, D.C. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, Vinny Maiulo hanging out with us for a couple segments here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And we're talking about the futures grouping that you guys mm-hmm. have in college basketball. And one group, Vinny, that stood out to me was Group B. Now, I understand why Group A is the favorite there with Gonzaga, Kentucky, Purdue is going to hi- likely be a high seed as well. UCLA, they made the final four a year ago. Uh, Texas Tech is a sleeper that a lot of people mm-hmm. like here. But Group B stands out because Arizona is terrific. I mean, they absolutely just demolished USC earlier this week. Then we saw Baylor have a really big win against Mm -hmm. Kansas. They're the defending national champions we sometimes forget. And the Duke Blue Devils, in my opinion, are probably going to get a favorable bracket. No. (laughs) Yeah, you don't say, Exactly. They're probably going to get a favorable bracket. You want a price on that? (laughs) At at plus 250, Group B kind of intriguing to me. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, a good point, Femi, because, you know, folks did take the three-to-one uh, earlier uh, today, uh, last night, and uh, so, yeah, no, no doubt there that uh, you, listen, they're still going to have to win the game. But Duke is also playing; they're probably their best ball right now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, uh, Arizona. If you're if you're betting Arizona, and again, Arizona. Remember, we had that quote unquote, uh, you know, uh, f- favorite carnage last week on on <laughs> yep. Saturday. Um, by the way, that did not. You know, totally discombobulate the, the power ratings. Look, those were those were difficult. They were all on the road. Yeah. A lot of senior days. I know there's some value to senior day if you're looking to bet the dog, but also uh, a lot of folks gravitated to those to those games too. You know, because that you know. F- Home court is back. It's yep. better, you know. It's it's as strong now as it was, maybe even stronger than uh, back in 2019. So uh, you know, you're not going to uh, overreact from our side of the counter and necessarily, you know, con- uh, totally, uh, you know, uh, discontinue or change drastically or lower those uh, those power ratings for those teams. That said, uh, Arizona, yeah, in a dry- uh, be cautious about Arizona. The one thing I'd say, if you're if you're an Arizona backer, probably you want to be mindful of the fact they're not particularly good at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And I think come tournament time, what you want to do is pay attention to several factors, including free throw shooting, rebounding, uh, and things like that. But Baylor, uh, they don't get enough credit. I mean, especially with the not only the fact that they lost considerable talent off of last year's championship team, but the injuries that they've incurred mm-hmm. too. So they've done a great job. Duke is playing terrific ball right now. LSU is, again, we talked about them in the last segment, uh, a dangerous team. Uh, talk about a team that rebounds, that compete, uh, you know, got in foul trouble late last night and, you know, just couldn't, uh, couldn't overcome, uh, come, overcome that. And, again, you never know what's going to happen uh, with Michigan State in the postseason. Iowa, you know, you know look, the, you know, grinding team, uh, you know, could, could they present some problems? Could they get hot? Somebody mm-hmm. can get hot too. So you yeah. just don't know. Uh, but yeah, Group B. And if you've got, I mean, you, Wes, during the break, you mentioned that you've got three teams and individual future tickets in Group A. Well, maybe you look at a, a Group B to, right. as a group, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of, I don't want to say hedge, but augment what, you, uh, mm-hmm. what you've got going for you already too. <laughs> so this provides some additional options for folks uh, in terms of may, what they may or may not have in future tickets. And what's going to be unique is the draw, and we were talking about this as well over the break, uh, the Duke Blue Devils, who are playing really good ball, but we talked and we laughed about the favorable draw because they did say to the NCAA, hey, if we get a one seed, we want to be in the mid, because usually they try to keep it geographic. Mm-hmm. But So you would think, okay, Duke's going to be in the East region in Philadelphia. They, of course, would prefer to be in Chicago. That is Mike Krzyzewski's hometown. This is his last season as the Duke men's basketball 
coach. I don't know if you all have heard that, by <laughs> yeah. the way. First time you, for me. If you haven't been watching uh, Duke, North Carolina, you'll be able to watch that on about 15 different broadcasts on Saturday, <laughs> the last game in Cameron for Coach Gay. But that matters here, and that's no. what's kind of interesting about these groups is that, look – you might get at random where you get three or four seeds in like the same region yeah. or something like that. So that's what makes this, I think, fun. And like you say, to augment any futures that you may already have. Yeah, we had a lot of fun putting it together. Uh, and again, uh, folks have uh, really, you know, put, you know, they got to kind of think about, well, wait a second, do I have futures going into into this prop or do I not? You know, and now where, where are my futures standing now? So the good thing is we're, we're leaving this up. Uh, right, just like the other futures uh, to to go in, and and again, look, you know, Auburn with a big win last night, Kansas. You can't overlook the Jayhawks and get a little payback, uh, you know, um, sentiment tonight. They're getting uh, they're getting the uh, the backing tonight in tonight's game so far. Villanova tournament tested, oh, always uh, difficult. And Houston, what a you know this this is a dangerous team. Yeah, they defend. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, and again. Uh, Wisconsin with a big win the other night. Uh, a couple of big uh, Big Ten schools here, and of course you got Ohio State. So a lot of fun uh, putting it together, and uh, you know, it, I, I, we want you want to stimulate a, you know a thinking process yeah. on, on the other side of the counter too. So it's uh, it's done that for us. Uh, Vinny, I want to ask you about the NFL draft. The combine's going mm-hmm. on. We'll ask that in just a matter of moments here, because I want to ask you one more question about just March Madness in general for those who or maybe making their trip for the first time to Las Vegas for the tournament now that everything is back open Mm -hmm. and there's going to be fans in the stands at these games here. It's going to be my first tournament time here in Las Vegas for March Madness. What will this place look like two weeks from today with that first Thursday of the tournament? So I got here, what, three minutes before the segment today. I'll have to get here about three hours before that. (laughs) um, (laughs) Seriously, guys, um, you know, full, you know, we're open completely, right? Uh, you know, uh, compared to the last couple of years. So yep. thankfully for that. And when I, I'm going to look at what the Super Bowl did here uh, in Nevada by breaking a record by $21 million just on the Super Bowl, single most wagered event. But again, for sustained action, March Madness typically is about $350 million over the two and a half weeks that that. It, so I I think we can expect. Uh, large crowds. I advise people to get here early because we'll not only have uh, the sports book open. Of course, there'll be racing going on, uh, and the games will be on in there on the mon- smaller monitors. But all of the lounges throughout the property. We'll have the event center and the convention area opened uh, for not only viewing but also wagering there as well. So there mm-hmm. will, be, you know, we're we're expecting uh, large crowds. I think we'll be back to normal from March Madness here in Las Vegas, and South Point in particular is preparing it accordingly. It's going to be a property-wide event. What's always funny, though, and by the way, I highly recommend come out here for March Madness. I know the Super Bowl is great, but March Madness is underrated, especially that first weekend. But what's funny, Femi, for like first-time people, and Vinny knows this very well, they don't always pace themselves because you're out here for the <laughs> yes. full weekend. So it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You come in here on Sunday and the lines, they're still long, but they're usually not as long because these people are absolutely dead. They're either wiped out. Maybe they don't have any more money to bet or they stayed out on a Saturday night. They're like, oh, there are games again today, you know, on Sunday afternoon at 9 a.m. First game tips off for the second round and they're usually just wiped out. So obviously try to pace yourself a little bit. You see a lot of friends become 
some ATMs yes. uh, by Sunday. <laughs> yes. What a French four. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got a little bit of cash for me? Please. Uh, thank you for that. That's why we try to stay hydrated here on the show. Already hydrating two weeks in advance. Uh, real quick, NFL draft. The scouting yeah. combine's going on right now. We saw the reports early this morning. Pitt quarterback Kenny Pickett, eight and a half inch hands. So now his <laughs> hands are becoming a thing here. But yeah. we were talking about during one of the breaks there that a quarterback that played in this year's Super Bowl doesn't have the biggest of hands uh, to begin with as well. But uh, it's yeah. interesting how these things become a thing. Of course, the first thing I think about in hands, I think about, you know, uh, the 21 pit, you know, uh, when, when you're playing uh, when you're playing blackjack. <laughs> but that aside, uh, yeah, uh, that, that kid Burrow didn't have particularly big hands. And last I checked, uh, they had a, he had a pretty good year and they went to the Super Bowl. So yeah. uh, I don't I don't think that's going to lead to uh, Kenny Pickett necessarily not being a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how's your here's how we look at it, guys. Because some people have asked, why are these Super Bowl futures so low, uh, the prices on these teams? Well, first of all, there's a, uh, an abnormal quarterback carousel with existing quarterbacks in the NFL right now, right? And we learned a few years ago that a guy named Brady went to a team that was 60-1, to 1 and they wound up w- winning it all. So you got to be mindful of that. You can always go up. What's going to happen with the draft and what's going to happen in terms of free agent signings and things like that? So when, when you break that down, we'll have a better idea, and some teams will come down. When uh, you know get lowered after that, uh, those three things I mentioned: uh, the draft, free agency, and trades. Uh, some teams will get raised, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, we have to be mindful of it. It's going to be an interesting. Uh, uh, see, uh, spring for uh, for NFL futures. Yeah, NFL futures free agency is coming up in a couple weeks. Coincides with March Madness, and we get yeah. the Masters on the other end in April. Then leading right into the NBA, NHL playoffs. Only thing that's missing is Major League Baseball, but that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> we thank Vinny Maiulo pretty much. I mean, thank you for coming in the studio with good us. Good to be Always with you. A guys. Good time to have you in studio. On the other side, hour number two begins at the Lombardi Line. We'll talk a little NBA here. Seven games on tonight's card. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.